0: Okay, we'll start. We have limited time. This class is being recorded. Um, I yes, it is. Come on in. This class is being recorded by popular demand, and I hope to pay attention both to those in the room and those listening. Um, and um, there's another chair here. Um, anyway, so I am I am nervous about having being recorded in general. <laughs> I usually don't like to record myself. And that's usually for the main reason is just because I'm self-conscious. But the, in this case, this is a halacha shir, a class. And it's not just if I, if I slip up and I say the wrong word, it's not just a matter of sounding ineloquent. That's not a word. But <laughs> uh, sounding not eloquent or sounding uh, you know like I, like, I, like I pitched the wrong idea, it's a mistaken halacha. So therefore, I ask and I beg of all of you who are here, and uh, those who are not here, uh, if anything sounds funny or sounds, um, uh, or there's a lack of clarity, please, please, please um, don't make any assumptions and ask me. Okay, so with that introduction, let's start with the next introduction. And that's as follows. Uh, this is just to give a little color. Tonight is Rosh Chodesh Av, so it's a very appropriate time for this class, which is about the following nine days culminating in Tisha B'av. Um, uh, one word about the concept of avelos, concept of, uh, of mourning, and I will m- translate once or twice. After that, I'm going to stop translating the words we use all the time. If there are any questions, just ask. Um, so the, the Gemara at the end of Cheska Sabatman uh, in Baba Basra talks about a group of people who decided to take upon themselves extra measures of mourning, of availus after the end of the second beis hamikdash, um, and uh, and the gemara learns a lot of uh, halachos of zeich lechurban of remembering the beis hamikdash from 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 there from them and from there. Um, I've mentioned it recently. I mentioned it on shavas b'tamuz and I've mentioned it again in mitzmahar of my classes ongoing classes about Zechel hamikdash. Um, but there the one point I wanted to mention before we started the halachas is the question is asked why is it specifically after Bayes Sheni, the second base of Mikdash that all these uh, extra stringencies were, uh, were in the air and uh, the, uh, the Chassam Sofer answers that Bayes Rishon the first temple was destroyed and it was known there was a prophecy it was going to be rebuilt in 70 years and therefore even though it was difficult it was a difficult time but knowing that, uh, that you're going to have salvation, knowing that things are going to be okay, makes things much easier. Whereas after the second base of Mikdash, we they didn't know and we don't know when it will be rebuilt. And because of that, there is a feeling of lack and a feeling of avelos that happens constantly. So We can't mark when it's going to end, and therefore it's a constant thing. And that's why, really, the concept of feeling that we're, we've, we're, we've lost something, that we're in exile, spiritual ex- exile, in this case physical exile here in Atlanta, um, so that concept is one that is prevalent and it applies throughout the year. And the truth is throughout the year, we don't have too many occasions in which we remember this uh, and that we become aware of this very important facet of our spiritual fabric, at least during the three weeks and especially during the nine days. And is a time during the year to refocus our attentions and our energies on remembering uh, what was lost. Fortunately, Chazal, our sages came up with the formula for us, and that's what this class is about. So when it comes to the, the, the laws of the nine days, I've come up with three basic themes. I'm not going to have time uh, with each section to explain what the reasoning is behind everything. This will be more about the strict, the, not strict, but more about the letter of the law and less about the reasoning behind the law. So let me just give you the general three basic um, themes that govern these halachas, and then I'll just go straight through the halachas. So, theme number one is that Chazal showed us how to lower our simcha, lower our happiness. This is uh, as the Mishnah says: nichnas av min besimcha." When av comes in, we are supposed to lower our level of happiness, just like when it comes to Adar, the month of Purim falls in Mishinichnas Adar Mar besimcha. We, uh, we increase happiness. So the same thing is true when it comes to the month of Av. We decrease our happiness and there are a few areas of halacha that have to do with decreasing our happiness, showing our, our, our lowering of happiness. That will apply to the laws regarding building and home improvements, with regarding to buying, uh, purchasing items, and with regards to not abstaining from eating meat and drinking wine. That's level one. Number two. Not level as far as hierarchy goes, just category. Category two, these are my own, and they're not exactly linear, but they're just a very handy way of understanding it. Number two, uh, displaying or not losing sight of velus. Displaying velus. just like somebody lost a, <coughs> lost a relative, chas there are certain laws that, that govern that, so too we lost a dear, dear relative in the sense of spiritual relative, we lost the of Amikdash, so there, there are ideas of avelus of mourning. Not just lowering happiness, but showing active mourning. And third, there's a concept of, a very interesting concept. This is a time, it's an inauspicious, it's a time which is inauspicious. It's a time that has bad mazel. It's a time that, uh, that Jews have to be careful. And we'll talk about that if we have time at the end. So those are the three categories and reasoning behind these halachas. So without further ado, let us dive right in. So number one, category number one is lowering simcha the Shulchan Aruch, I will start each section by reading the Shulchan Aruch, because it is important to recognize that these laws are not made up, that these laws are, are not just things that like, I feel, or I've heard, but they are codified in the book of Jew, of, of uh, in, in the codified Jewish law. So, in Tafkov No Nalaf Sif for those who are following, the Shulchan Aruch says, ad from Rosh Chodesh until the fast, mematin, bemasa, one limits business dealings and building that is joyous. Um, skipping a few words. U'binitiyah shel planting, which is joyous. Examples are given in the Shulchan Aruch. Uh, two more things. Ein nosin, ve osim sudas we don't get married, and we don't make an uh, engagement celebration. Um, so that's what the Shulchan Aruch says. I skipped a few lines, but I'm reading from the Shulchan Aruch in the second sif. So, number one. We can't build. No building during this, this time period. Uh, the Shochan Aruch uses a term, "Binyan shal of happiness, of a, a joyous type of a building. The example given in the postgame is a building that has to do with like a wedding hall. Just, you know, uh, that's what I would call it nowadays. We put a cheer? Yeah. So, um, welcome. Thank you, Scott. So uh, there's a, uh, the, the building of a wedding hall is the example given in the, uh, in the Gemara. At the time uh, at the time, that, uh, uh, the time of Chazal, of the sages, people used to build a wedding hall specifically for that occasion. It wasn't the hall, it was a house, but in any case, that's what it's referring to. So a happiness uh, in the expression of, uh, of building. Building, painting, and planting. Those are three areas that we stay away from during this time period. The Mishnah adds That in our own homes, um, that would include if you had like an auxiliary room, an extra room, you want to break out a little bit, you want to add, let's say, a a deck to your house, or something extra, not living space, extra space, extra enjoyment space. Um, That would also be included in a binion shel simcha, which is prohibited. Um, If one had already hired a contractor, and he's in the middle of his work, um, so the Mishagura says it is a nice thing to discourage him from continuing, and you should even try to persuade him to do so. However, according to the letter of the law, it is not necessary <coughs> you can allow him to continue. If anyone has such a situation, I'm happy to talk to them about it in detail. So that's with regards to building. Um, uh, if something is needed repair, no problem. Shoruch Aruch talks about a case of a wall that's falling in. And the, uh, the post can explain that even if it's not going to cause any damage, it's just in something which is of need of repair. That is, uh, that's, that's rebuilding for the sake of uh, a utilitarian purpose, which we'll repeat many times this difference between the two things, um, between these two, two sections, two modes uh, happiness versus utilitarian purposes. So if you're repairing something, that is fine. Um, that is the category of home improvements. Good. Any questions? Comments? Okay, good. Uh, Purchasing things. This is the the next um, uh, um, enactment in which we lower happiness. We don't buy things that lead to happiness. The (coughs) Shulchan (coughs) Aruch says in Sif Zion, number seven, Some say it's forbidden to uh, uh, create, to fix up, create new clothing zeh or or new shoes. Rosh Chodesh. The Shulchan Aruch says one should be careful from Rosh Chodesh. And the Ramo adds v'Hu to us the is also forbidden to buy. So creating new clothing or buying new clothing. There are two types of purchasing in the laws of purchasing. There's purchasing clothing and other things. Clothing, as I just read, is explicit in the Shulchan Aruch and is more explicit in the postkin. Uh, the source is a Yushami that says that women should abstain from stitching things during this time, uh, creating something a new, something happy. That's with regards to clothes. With regards to other things that are not clothes, so the general principle is when it comes to the three-week period, not the nine days that we're focusing on in this class, but the three weeks, which started from the fast of Thomas Yuzayim, the Thomas, until Tisha B'Av, during the three-week period, We are not supposed to buy something that will lead us to make a bracha v'shechiyano, the joyous bracha that we make when something uh, happy happens in our lives. So that was with regards to the three weeks, that applies to now as well. If something that we purchase is something that we would ordinarily make a shechiyano on, it may not be purchased during this time. That's with regards to other things other than clothing, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, what uh, what type of clothing it is, there's a special halacha about clothing. Aside from clothing, there's a, a special halach about not purchasing something that will lead to happiness. Of making a shechivyanu during this time period. In addition, during the nine days, not just the three weeks, during the nine days, uh, we don't buy things that are uh, especially nice. The example given by Mishnah Bura is not to buy things, of uh, silver, clay kesef, silver, orna- things of uh, uh, like ornaments, things that are decorative. Um, so that is with regards to purchasing. Moshe Feinstein was asked by his son, of David Feinstein, about uh, it's, it's, always, it's always cute, a- a cute is not the right word to use when dealing with the chuvas of Moshe Feinstein, but it's a sweet thing to see the chuvas that go to his family members. So his son had asked about purchasing a bookcase during the nine days. And Moshe said, well, uh, in, in very short, f- I'm saying it in short form, it depends if you would make a Shechayanuah on it or not. It's a nice big purchase. If it's a beautiful bookcase, you would put it in, you would get happiness when, it, when it's installed, so then you should refrain. If it's not, if it's just utilitarian, just need a place to put your books, then it would be okay. That's the tshuva about bookcases. So the bottom line, expensive furniture and appliances, special purchases. Decorative things like window treatments and paintings should be avoided. Household items like pots and pans and things that you need around the house, they're okay one exception to the rule to the prohibition of purchasing items is if there is a sale just like on uh, other times in the year if there's an unusual sale going on and by not purchasing it at the sale you're going to be essentially losing out because you could have bought it much cheaper that is also permitted but the sale has to be like something unusual not happy hour uh, once a week that is very predictable you know so if there's a certain Ongoing weekly sale that doesn't doesn't count. But if it's an unusual sale, that would be okay to purchase. Uh, one mm-hmm. interesting that would not apply to clothes I'm, I'm sorry? It would not apply to yeah. clothes. Um, it would apply to clothes. It would apply yeah. to clothes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, close to the Are you allowed to wear it? Can you just buy the clothes can you also wear it or just
1: no just
0: buying it? Doesn't doesn't allow wearing it, which we'll get to very soon. Okay? So that's um other than that, clothes is completely forbidden, including under socks. We'll get to that soon. Okay. Yeah. The question was about underwear and socks. We'll get to that soon, and gen- general, the general rule in terms of clothes, because so we don't buy until after Tisha after B'Av. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, somebody asked about glasses, but in the interest of time i will keep going, and if anyone wants to hear about that, we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, so that is, the, that is the two sections about uh, building things and purchasing things. And we'll stop the recording here and start